your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host Trey Matthews and guess what? It's time for part two. That's right. It's part two of this crossover between me and Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks. If you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, we did part one and we discussed mostly about Corey Crawford and also the rebuild status of both the New Jersey Devils and the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks have been doing a lot of winning, like a whole lot of winning for so many years and now for them to just go and rebuild obviously they're not going to go in full rebuild because a good number of their core remains there wait wait a minute why am I discussing this I'm not the host of Locked On Blackhawks and uh, Jack Bushman's not the host of Locked On Devils so we right now our roles are switched we should be talking about um let's see what should we be talking about we should be talking about Corey Crawford and him joining the New Jersey Devils and you know Jack basically gave us some optimism about Crawford even though he is older and is uh, concussion prone and you know what I think that's what the Devils are just trying to do they're just trying to take um, uh, low risk uh, players so like you know players who are injury prone like Murray and uh, Crawford and just say hey if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out they're cheap so and if they do work out maybe we can build something around them or not. They could just leave in free agency and get a better offer from a much bigger marketed team, but you know what? That's uh, sometime in the future. So anyway, what are me and Jack going to discuss in part two? We're going to discuss a whole lot of things. We're going to discuss Doc Emmerich and his legacy and impact. We're also going to talk about Patrick Eliash and Marion Hossa. Yes, I know, I know. I talk about this so much. I talk about this. It's, it's probably one of my favorite topics to do, but every time I'm talking to someone who's associated with the Chicago Blackhawks, whether it be Jack Bush my guy Vinny Sansoni or uh, other people out there I just want to say why is Patrick Eliash not in the Hall of Fame I guess that's my main question I just want to get other people's opinions so you know that's why we're doing this discussion and that's why we're going to have fun with it so yeah part two you're in for a heck of a show just just putting that out there so uh, before we bring in Jack I need to inform you guys something really important so I'm a little low on energy because you know it's Saturday I don't really want to do anything so you know what I take I take a built bar to give me some energy okay now I take in my built bar I have some energy wait a minute wait a minute you don't know what a built bar is let me tell you something about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever the improved built bar is even more delicious 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut flavors six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp oh my gosh this is delicious I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too you're probably thinking wait a minute these bars are covered in 100 chocolate soft and easy to chew uh, uh 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack that is not true as i stated built bars are healthy built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat built bars are low in calorie low in sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet and you yes you i'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order use the promo code locked on and get ten dollars off at builtbar.com there we go i repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it go to builtbar.com and get your built bars right now 
All right, let's begin part two of this awesome crossover. Jack, take it away. Or no, oh, I keep forgetting I'm the host of this crossover. Me, take it away. Now, uh, there's something I do want to talk to you about, and it kind of uh, involves all the teams of the NHL. So a few days ago, a bombshell was dropped that Doc Emmerich would be retiring. Heartbroken. And, and when I think of... Um, Doc Emmerich, I just think of an inspiration because, as you know, I do play by play for um, mm -hmm. I do play by play for a college hockey team, and you know I, I take a lot of inspiration from Doc Emmerich, and I, I I stated on my show before, which is like you know just inventing new terminology to to describe something, like to be unique, be different. So, uh, and when I think of uh, Doc Emmerich, I actually think about um, some hockey games I watched when I locked myself in my room to get a better feel of how to announce a hockey game. Uh, I, I think about 2010, uh, when you guys played the Philadelphia Flyers, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup. Patrick Kane scores the game-winning goal, and it was one of the most confusing game-winning goals <laughs> ever because no one thought it went in like it, it, it just got lost and you know th that's another thing i forgot to mention on my show like even legends make mistakes for as fluent and uh and as consistent doc emmerich is he still makes mistakes and he made a mistake right there because that wasn't just a call that was a history call like right. that was the first time you guys won the stanley cup since like the 50s or 60s and mm -hmm. you know that and that's the game winning goal to end it all game seven like the, the two best words in sports, game seven. And, um, you know, and I'm just like, Doc Emmerich even makes mistakes. I even sent it to my group chat uh, for, for work, which was, look, even the GOAT makes mistakes. So uh, my question to you is, what does Doc Emmerich mean to the sport of hockey? Oh, everything. I talked about it on my show earlier this week. It seems every hockey moment I have that I think about growing up, it was Doc on the call. Like, so many moments come to mind at Patrick Kane scoring the, the game winner against the Flyers. That was a hell of a moment. One that comes to mind us black uh, us Blackhawks fans will know is when Marion Hossa scored uh, overtime winner game five against Nashville in 2010 random game, but that doc I'm recall will stick with me forever. There are just so many moments. He, he was the sport like hearing his voice just got me so pumped up. It didn't even have to be a Blackhawks game, whoever it was going to be. Just watching a game with my buddies, I knew it was going to be a good night with Doc and Eddie on the call, and it's really sad that I'm not going to have that anymore. He meant the game's the game's truly going to be different without Doc Emmerich calling the play-by-play. -play. He he was the NHL. And as we approach the end of 2020, like uh, we're we're late October now, so we only got a couple more months. I was like, okay, 2020 can't get any worse than it's already right. been. It gets worse. It's just been a crappy year to say the least. Just yeah. the worst year ever. Worst, yeah, worst year ever. We, I we, can't we, believe we, all the horrible stuff that's happened this year. It feels like it, it, it's happened in the course of like three years or something, but it's like I'm just like this has been like the longest year ever. Like uh, it's crazy. This is. It seems like this year has gone on forever. I can't believe we're only in October. And for, for, for everything that's been going on, I've completely forgotten about the election, honestly. Right? I, I just had, like, uh, over the summer, I had to remind myself, I was like, oh, oh, that's right, uh, election. That's uh, in November. November. That, <laughs> right. That's, that's less than two weeks away. And, you know, uh, but, man, that, that that's just, just so just much is going year. on. Just a wacky yeah. year. Wacky year. 
uh, starting off in January with the death of a sports icon. Um, oh. that, then, you know, we, we, we have the Australian fires and uh, pandemic, uh, j- just feeling like we're all divided in, in, a, in a sense after everything that, that occurred in the world. Um, just no sports. It, it just felt like this is just a scary and confusing time. And, you know, even though everything is not completely back to normal, like, you know, we still have to go out and wear a mask and, and things of that nature. I'm, I, I think I, 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 I'm glad that, you know, we're, we're, we're going back to a sense of normalcy with, with uh, sports returning, trying to stay consistent. Definitely. You know, I, it, it's so, somewhat comforting, but, you know, um, you know, back on the year 2020, when Doc Emmerich just announced that he was retiring, I was like, come on, Doc, at least do a farewell season. Like, you know, I know. give us something. Uh, give us Uno Mas. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why? Why did he just announce his retirement out the blue? Like, what? I didn't know he was even thinking about that. No, like, I didn't. You know, like, no, you know, I, I guess the pandemic kind of gave him enough time to think and just reflect on his career. And I guess he just felt like it was the perfect time. to end. I wish he would have just ended next year. Where you know where where we can remember it like t- 2020 2021 season or 2021 season in this case since I think we're going to begin in January, um, you know the Doc Emmerich's farewell tour like that would have been awesome. First start off calling a lot of New Jersey Devils games since you are the former play by play announcer for the New Jersey Devils. Call the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals like all of them, and you know just 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 a farewell tour. Just, come on, man, don't go don't go out like this. Like he could have bounced around to different cities too for the last time in their booth and stuff. They and they would have like everyone would have given him a celebration and everything. Everyone knows how much he means to the game and how much he provides entertainment to the fans and does so much for the game as a whole. Just because of his voice and how well he calls the game, that what's that's what makes people want to tune in and listen. You know, right. they'd give him a tour if he wanted one. Listen, he could walk into any NHL venue and he could. Uh, be like the mayor uh, for, for all I know. <laughs> exactly. Just, just as inspiration for terminology, like this man invented like 100 or 150 something terms to describe a passing call. Like, you waffle, know, like waffle boarded, waffle boarded, uh, <laughs> pitchforks it, knifes it away, <laughs> dabs it over. I must admit, I use some of those uh, phrases in my broadcast and it wasn't for Doc Emmerich. People would just be right? saying, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> I know, and all of a sudden, just like that, he's gone. He's gone. I, I mean, obviously, we're, we're we're treating it like he died, but it, <laughs> part of us, part of part us, of us died. Like, now that he's gone, that he's gone. Like, who's going to be his replacement? That's the thing. I know. That's why I've been thinking, like Kenny Albert. I don't really know who's going to be taking it over. No idea. Well, well, either way, it won't be the same. No, definitely not. So anyway, the biggest uh, the biggest topic I wanted to discuss, and I've discussed it so many times on my show, like so many times, it's basically become like a like a monthly segment at this point. Uh, Patrick Eliash versus Marion Hosa. Why is Marion Hosa a first ballot Hall of Famer <laughs> over Eliash, even though their resumes are pretty much similar? Dude. I always said it was due to the narrative. I actually, because you told me we want to talk about this, I looked at all their numbers and stuff. I was like, this is eerily similar how right. close their numbers are. I Like, Elias averaged 0.83 points per game. Hosa was 0.86. They were both tremendous two-way players. Uh, both played in the NHL for basically the same amount of time. Elias was 20 years. Hosa was 19. 
both multiple time Stanley Cup champions. Elias was two, Hosa was three. It, both part of the all rookie team. Like they had some very eerie similarities that I didn't even know that were were there. Right. And also they both haven't won big time awards. So, you know, no, no Conn Smythe uh, trophies, uh, obviously no scoring trophies, no regular season MVP trophy, none of that. No. And they both, oh man, it's tough. Elias is stuck on that border of like hall of really good because he was a really good player and he played for the devils his whole 19 year career provided so much that organization it's it's tough, man, because he seriously is so similar to Hosa. But I, I think the biggest difference to me is that not only did Hosa win three Stanley Cups with the Blackhawks, but he played in three Stanley Cups in a row from 2008 to 2010, where he just in 2008 and 2009 he was just on the wrong side of the Penguins. This Red dude Bulls rivalry. I, I said this dude pulled the Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant pulled the he Kevin did. Durant. He Which did. is, you, you go to the team that beats you. Oh, the only difference is it didn't work out for him. I know. He got torched. He got torched, and then he finally won his cup with the Blackhawks. Host is just, he, he was he was the glue of the Blackhawks and their success throughout throughout the 2010s. He, and we saw it as soon as he left the Blackhawks because of his skin condition, they, they right. fell off. They fell off immediately. Like he was part of the glue that was holding us all together. Even at 38 years old, he was still really good. And in his final year, he scored like 27 goals. Like he was, he was still balling out. He had 26 goals in his last season before he was forced to retire before a skin condition. So he was still playing. But as for why Elias isn't in the Hall of Fame with those numbers and a multi-time Stanley Cup champion, I don't know, man. That's a toughie. I say it's due to the narrative because for Marion Hosa, uh, the, like you, like um, the the Chicago Blackhawks hadn't won anything. They were like the Toronto Maple Leafs, all about their history. hadn't won anything since like the fifties or sixties. I forget the I forget the time period. One of the original six teams, and yet the, they have all this history, and yet uh, in terms of modern day, haven't won anything. So um, you guys go to the stand. You win like three Stanley Cups in a time uh, time span of six like years. six years, six years. And, um, you know, Marion Hosa is on the team at the time. And like you said, you guys are rebuilding right now, but you still have that same, you know, overall core since um, since the, the early uh, 2010s period, you know, with uh, Kane, uh, Toes, uh, you know, all the all those players. And yet... Um, and yet you, you, you're, you're saying you might have to go to a rebuild. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, you guys wouldn't have been in the playoffs. So I, I believe it's the narrative because prior to Patrick Elias uh, joining the New Jersey Devils, they had already won a Stanley Cup. He's won two of uh, two of the franchises total of three Stanley Cups. So, you know, there, there's that. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh. I, former Blackhawks GM said that um, that if it wasn't for Marion Hosa, the, the Blackhawks wouldn't even have appeared in the Stanley Cup Finals. They would have never won three Stanley Cups in a, in a time span of six years. And, you know, I think uh, overall it's probably the narrative, maybe. I agree because he came in right at the right time when the Blackhawks were just getting big. And he was like kind of the guy that like took us over the hump. Because before we acquired him in 2008, 2009, we, we kind of shocked everybody and we made the Western Conference Final against the Detroit Red Wings. 
um, got eliminated to them. They went on to lose the Stanley Cup. So we were, we were a good team, but then we got Hosa, and that like put us over the jump. And then, of course, the next season we won the Stanley Cup. So everyone kind of attributes Hosa as the signing that made the Blackhawks what they were, and that's why he's actually considered by most Blackhawks fan or most Chicago fans as the best free agent signing in Chicago sports history because right when they signed him, the team became elite. They won three Stanley Cups in six years right when he got there, and then that led him to being a first ballot Hall of Famer. So I, I agree with you. I think the narrative definitely helps host his cause, um, but I don't, I don't think – I think people – don't give Eliash enough credit for being with one organization for 20 years and having the success he did. Like, obviously, Marion Hosa came to the Blackhawks and had success, but he bounced around to a lot of teams throughout his career. Like, he was a free agent signing a bunch of different places. And as you said, he was kind of the Kevin Durant before the Kevin Durant. So I don't want to say he was like ring chasing or cup chasing or anything, but that's kind of the, the way he worked later on in his career. Whereas Patrick Eliash, he was just the guy for the Devils, and he was going to be a Devil for life. And I think he should get more respect for for taking that route throughout his career. Yeah, and I, I think also for Eliash, I, I believe he was just in the wrong system at the. He, he was playing in the wrong system, and um, what I mean by that is just like when you look at the uh, numbers retired at the Prudential Center, he's the only forward to have his number retired. All the rest are uh, defensemen. And then you got Brodor, the goalie, mm-hmm. and goalie counts as defense, in my opinion. So I believe it's just the New Jersey Devils culture and system. So, you know, you got Stevens, you got Niedermeyer, um, you got Brodor, right. uh, you know, you have all those numbers uh, retired, and they're all defense. But then you got um, Patrick Elias, the only forward to have his number retired in New Jersey Devils history. So, you know, there, there's that. Um, so put I, some I respect believe, on his name. Put some respect on his name, NHL. I'm trying to. I, I, I'm trying. To, or, or, or you're talking to the NHL, like the NHL. Yes. Like, why is he waiting? I believe he will get to the Hall of Fame, but he shouldn't have to be waiting like um, one year five. But he shouldn't be having to wait two years, three years, four years. How many years it'll take? Um, you, you know, it, it, it's just complete BS that he, that he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And, you know, I, I just wish that I just wish he would. So hopefully he gets it soon. Hopefully the wait isn't too much longer because he was a really impressive player on both sides of the puck and did a lot for you guys for so long. So he deserves more respect than he's gotten. So, you know, Ken Danico, uh, Scott Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer, Marty Brodeur, and then you got the franchise all-time leading scorer, Patrick Elias. Right. That's it. That's it. Whereas you guys have like 20 numbers retired. <laughs> yeah, the Raptors are getting pretty crowded up there at the United Center. Uh, yeah, that and with the Chicago Bulls, just just putting that out there. Because you, you got like the whole starting five from the from the <laughs> 90s Bulls team retired at, right. at this point. So yeah, the United Center is getting jam-packed. Those, so, six, those six, Bulls, uh, six Bulls championship Raptors look pretty good as well. Hey, and it complements the uh, three championships won by the um, by the Blackhawks. Absolutely, those look a little more beautiful, in my opinion. <laughs> and you, you obviously, uh, Bobby Hull, I think, is one of the. I think he's one of the greatest, uh, NHL, one of the greatest NHL players to ever play. Oh, uh, he's he's awesome. I got some cool stuff uh, in my basement, actually signed by Bobby Hall, one of my mom's favorite. All black. 
center, and Bobby Hall was always her play, her favorite player growing up. So I got a lot of cool Bobby Hall stuff in my basement, which is pretty awesome. I need some memorabilia uh, from like uh, legends in sports because you know I, I believe it would be cool to put in my basement and also give to my kids one day. But um, I know I'm, I'm trying to know. get the man cave going. But uh, the thing is, is that uh, memorabilia costs like thousands of thousands of dollars, and unfortunately, I'm a broke college student. So, oh, yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. Oh, that's right. Graduate. I just graduated, so I'm trying to find my trying to find my big boy job still. I got two, two or three more years, depending on if I want to do a fifth year or not. But um, no, I got this year, next year, and then maybe a fifth year to get my master's. We'll we'll see what happens. But obviously, I know, that's I know the grind all too well. You know the grind of just trying to put in an episode day in and day out, kind of thing. Absolutely, and we're in the middle of the off season, and you can hear the crickets chirping around 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 the league, and we're trying to make an episode. I, I, I was telling the group chat like I'm running out of ideas. Like at this point, like you know, I, I'll do a, what Jason Hernandez uh, blocked on Mighty Ducks did, which is a Seinfeld episode, which is like you know, it was an episode basically about nothing, and I think they talked about Seinfeld. So <laughs> it's like I'm running. Jason and I actually did that in one of our crossovers back in um, back in August, like. Guys, we're running out of ideas. That's like, hilarious. Can, can the draft or uh, free agency come? Because I can't just be doing player profile after player profile. Otherwise, it's going to get redundant. I know. I, I can't talk about AHL contracts any longer. So anyway, uh, before we wrap up, I actually want you to give a shout out to someone. Uh, she actually plays on uh, the team that I do play-by-play -play for. Uh, her name is uh, Katrina Robinson. She's a huge Blackhawks fan. Um, like, like a huge black off, like she wears number oh. 88 in honor of Patrick. Kane. Oh, my and, girl. She's from, and she's from Alberta. She, she, so, she, so, you know, she shouldn't be rooting. She should be rooting for the flames or, um, what's the other team in Alberta? <laughs> it just slipped my mind. Um, and out they got Calgary. There's Edmonton. Edmonton. Uh, Ed oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Oh, screw me. Edmonton, why not? Oh, <laughs> brain fart. See, Edmonton, see, Alberta, I, I, these episodes are coming together so much is that I'm forgetting everything. I'm forgetting everything. How did I, the, the Oilers should be the first team I remember. And I then um, the, the Flames should be the second team. But anyway, yeah, she's, she's, she hails from Alberta. She's a huge, um, she's a huge uh, Blackhawks fan. She told me one time that uh, one time she went to a bar and the, the Oilers were playing the, uh, the Blackhawks and she was the only one wearing a Blackhawks uh, gear. So, yeah, uh, she she wears number eighty eight. She's, she's one of the captains for our team. So could you like give her a shout out? I think she would greatly appreciate yeah. it. Katrina, shouts out to you. Patrick Kane is also my favorite player. That's awesome that you wear number eighty eight. Quick little story: my dog, he's twelve years old, and I named him Kane way before any of the Stanley Cups. Before Kane won the Conn Smythe, the Art Ross, before anything, I named my dog Kane. So Kane's always been my favorite player. Shout out to you, Katrina. I love hearing that you rock number 88, and I hope you have uh, a really good season coming up. She already had a first uh, first uh, great showing, scored two goals in a matter of a few seconds oh. in, in game one. So, yeah, Shades sounds of like Patrick Kane right like there. like she kind of plays like Patrick Kane, too. Yeah, she does. sounds like she's playing like Patrick Kane, too. She Added does. She, yeah. So, uh, yeah, th th thank you, uh, Jack. So And also, thank you for appearing on the show, and we had a full-fledged hockey discussion. The pleasure is always mine, my man. Oh, Trey, anytime, anytime you don't got an agenda for a day and you just need to kill an episode, hit me up. I love talking hockey with you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. 
All right, subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks. Again, one of the most popular NHL uh, podcasts we have on the Lockdown Network. And thank you, Jack. Thank you, Trey. Hope to do this again sometime soon. I would like to thank my guy, Jack Bushman of Lockdown Blackhawks, once again for joining the show. Thank you, my man. The pleasure is always mine, and you're always welcome. And anyone else who wants to do a crossover in the Lockdown Podcast Network that's in the NHL, if you want to do a crossover, you're always welcome to. I love doing crossovers. They're one of my favorite things to do. I just love getting different narratives, perspectives, things of that nature, and they're just a lot of fun to do in general. So I also want to thank my uh, listeners. You guys rock. You're what makes this show great. So please leave a rating in iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you leave your ratings or wherever you uh, get your podcast from. Make sure you give us a good review. And why do I say us? I'm the only one who's doing it. So make sure you give me a good review. So anyway, thank you for uh, listening. Enjoy your Saturday. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you in the next episode on Tuesday.